world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Where the heck's Dale Sosha? Where's Dale Sosha? My wife asked me the other day. I texted Dale. I haven't heard back from him. You out there, Dale? Let me check in with Dale. We need Dale. Need you, Dale? Miss you there, Dale. Dale! Come out. Come out wherever you are. I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm looking for something. I've got to send a message here. Uh, good to see you all this morning. Um, spirit's really strong on me today. Really, really strong. I found another... I found another uh, well, I woke up about three o'clock. Well, so, <laughs> I hate to tell you this, three thirty-two. So it was one minute before three thirty-three, uh, which is for some reason I've been waking up in and uh, couldn't go back to sleep. So I, I played this new. Uh, wow, it was really good. I pulled it up on Facebook. It was uh, Bible verses, just two hours of Bible verses. Not not reading the Bible, but this Bible verse and this Bible is powerful, man. Really powerful. And uh, it's word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going somewhere today. Okay, yeah, we're going to take communion. Joe's with us. We're going to take communion. So go ahead and get one. We're going to take it at some point. Uh, I lived a lot of my life as a Christian and never read the Bible. Hang, hang on. Let me change my headphones. Anybody say amen on that? Why? Right? Amen. I never read the Bible, didn't know anything about the Bible. I just trusted that six-foot icicle up in the pulpit to tell me. In fact, I was raised Catholic. And uh, it was almost like the Bible was illegal in the Catholic Church. Somebody say amen. I'm not trying to bash Catholics. Amen. Amen. I never had a, never had anybody in the Catholic Church in, in anywhere. And I went to all the catechisms, did all that stuff. Never had anybody ever tell me, ever, 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 ever in the Catholic Church to read my Bible. Not one, Not one time. I was dependent on when I went to church that uh, hopefully the priest was connected to God because that was that was my way through. <laughs> Boy, if he didn't, if he if his line went down, I was in serious trouble because I didn't have any idea how to. Well, I could call Mary, but she might have been busy. I don't know. She could have been busy. They taught me to call Mary, or if I couldn't get hold of Mary, call maybe Saint Michael or Saint Joseph, call one of these uh, one of these saints. But uh, don't don't go to, don't go to the Bible. Understanding that the Bible says that the spirit words that I say to you, the words that I say to you, they are spirit and they are life. This is the bread of life, the Bible. And I'm not just picking on Catholics today. I'm going somewhere. You don't want to miss this show. And uh, I'm not just talking to Catholics. I know a lot of Methodists. Uh, let, let me ask you a question. Can you quote the word? Are you? Can you quote the word? When you get in trouble in your life and you have to call out to the Lord, you just call out in your earthly language, Lord, help me, Lord, I need your help. I mean, I guess that's good enough. But the power's in the word. Do you know the word? 
Can you confess the word? Can Instead of repeating what you hear the devil say to you, can you repeat the word of God, which counters what the devil says? Are you able to do that? I know, I grew up my whole, I was 35 years old. I'd never heard anything like that. Never had anything like that. And then I got born again, and uh, I was born again, but not trained. Then I knew Jesus, but didn't really know what it meant. Didn't know what to do with it. And I would say that uh, the truth of it is, that take, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. That's probably about 70, 75% of you in, in the queue. You know Jesus, but don't really know what the heck you're supposed to do with it. You don't have to say amen. I just know. I just know. This is my vocation. Talking to people. Uh, trying to help people grow in Christianity. That's, that's, my, that's my job. And just like any, uh, like when we used to have a, a youth football camp. I used to run those when I was coaching, a youth football camp. Yes, we're going to do communion. Myra's already prayed us in. When I do a youth football camp, it wouldn't take me very long. I'd have a hundred of these little nippers come, guys from age six to 12 or whatever, these little guys running around. And it wouldn't take me very long to figure out which one of them had never ever, <laughs> had never even picked up a football, had never been in a football. It didn't take me very long at all. I could see. See, oh, look, I could see who had played a little bit of football. They knew how to line up and they knew how to throw a pass and they knew how to catch it. And then the parents would send thir- spend $30 and they'd send their other kid who they just wanted them to do some activity. By the way, David and Reese and then my other granddaughter, um, Macy, they've been going to see the pastor of pain. He's been working out with them, teaching them, training them to train. Who better to do it than Pastor Tom? Point being what? There's a lot of people here in the queue, right here in the queue, who have a form of godliness, but don't understand the power. You don't have to say amen. If you can if you want to. Amen. And, and, and amen. there are a lot of you, eight, uh, show number 1,809 we're doing today. Some of you have been with me for show one, 1,800. You haven't been with all of them, but a lot of you have been with me a long time. And you know that what I've always tried to do here is I try to take the word of God and apply it to where we live. I, I I believe in faith. I think faith, faith is important. But if your faith isn't functionable and actionable, you might as well not even have it. See, faith isn't hope. Faith, faith and hope are not the same thing. Uh, MAGA, Q-Anon, that's hopium. We hope he knows what he's talking about. That ain't faith. And the reason is, <clears throat> I'm taking you somewhere today, Okay. I'm taking you somewhere. I'm, and uh, the Lord has really, really impressed us upon me. And uh, I want to take the first few minutes here and share. And then Joe's going to take us in communion. Because I don't want some of you to take communion until you hear what I have to say today. Now, I want you to understand this. I'm not an authority. I'm not a spiritual. I, I don't even know what it means to have to be a spiritual authority. I, I don't even know what that means. I'm an ordained minister. You know how I became an ordained minister? Through the laying on of hands. People laid hands on me, and I asked them. I didn't go to cemetery. I didn't go to. Uh, I didn't go. I didn't do any of that stuff. I said, "Listen, I want to be able to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ." And started out. I said, "Here's what I. Want. I just want. I'll be honest with you, okay? I, I couldn't care about ordination other than I wanted to be able to marry and bury people. And so, therefore, I needed a government approval to be able to do it. So, my buddy, Pastor Tom. And Jerry Stevens laid hands on me and ordained me as a minister of the gospel. Now, I do the same thing with others. I do, I do the same thing with others. I ordain 
other ministers, other ministers under past assault ministries. Why? Because the government always wants, uh, they always want proof. Uh, you want to go in and visit uh, um, death row? Yeah. Uh, can you show me your minister card? It's the way it works, right? So I, that's where I started with it. I got a minister card. I got a minister card. And I went about training myself. And I sat under some good pastors for a time and for a season. And uh, just like uh, when I was an assistant football coach, I sat under a couple head football coaches. And le- I learned from them. And then when I became, uh, I didn't have to get ordained, I don't think, to be a head football coach. I just finally got hired one day and I was boss. And then I made a lot of mistakes, and I figured my way around, and I became pretty good at it. So if you want to go back and check my credentials as far as uh, uh, Coach, uh, um, who ordained you? The Lord. The Lord called me. Amen. And he called me, and I accepted his commission. Boom. And I haven't been any theologically trained. I, I'm not theologically seminary trained, none of that stuff. I don't really know some of the Christian legalese, but I have the Holy Spirit of God. I want to talk to you about that today. Because <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, I, folks, look, I'm not, I, I'm not wrapped up by numbers. People say, how many people watch your show? I say, I don't know. Betty does. Myra does. Joe does. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't care less. Because I believe some of you are called here to be here. I believe some of you have grown here. And I believe some of you are still going to grow here. But I'm going to also tell you this. Some of you, I know, hear me, aren't born again and don't even know what it means to be born again. So well, I, was, I, was, I, was, I remember when I got sued by the ACLU, the guy leading, leading the charge, I want to bring his name up because it makes me want to pee, hoist my leg every time I hear his name. Uh, I asked, I said, you born again, as, as they came after me, as they held a, a, a lynching mob in a, in the, I'm not making this up. They held a lynching mob to get rid of me as football coach in the sanctuary, in the sanctuary of the United Methodist Church in London, Ohio. They held a hangman's meeting to hang me. They gathered all the parents together that wanted to hang me in the sanctuary of the Methodist church. That's awful. It's the truth. And I went up to the guy who organized it. And I said, hey, uh, let me ask you something, Bob. You've been born again? He said, why, I was born a Methodist. I said, oh, hell, I see the problem now. (laughs) Explain, that's all I need to know. You have a form of godliness, dude, but you deny the power thereof. And the Bible says, from such men turn away. <laughs> hey, dude, listen, I don't want nothing to do with you. Don't Boom. Do All right? From such men, the form of godliness. So most of us are in there. Look, I'm talking to me. Please bear with me here, okay? I'm talking to me because I used to be you. Many of you, church-going, non-born-again Christians. Huh? Yeah. So I want to start with you today. I want to, I want to take you, I want to take you, I want to take you somewhere. Ask yourself, can can you can you ever in your life, I don't care how long you've been church, and I don't care how long you've been in the queue, can you look back at a point and say, you know what? At that moment, 
I received Christ in my heart and I became a brand new creature. I can point to the day it happened. It's written in my Bible, my birthday. Hang on. Is 12887, right here in my Bible. I became a new creation. 12887. Wow, that's coming up here, isn't it? 12887. Now, I got to tell you this. You know, the first thing I thought of when I woke up this morning, Grandma Teen. Huh? Yep. Yep. January 20th, 1963, my grandma dropped over dead. One of the most crushing things. I I remember getting up in the morning. I was uh, 11, almost 10 years old. I was 10 years old. I remember walking down the hallway and walked down in the kitchen. There sat my dad sitting at the table weeping. I'd never, ever, ever seen my dad. And he was was sobbing almost uncontrollably. I said, Mom, Mom, what's what's the matter? And she said, Grandma Teen passed last night. She had a heart attack, dropped over dead on this day, 1963. But I was born again, 128.87. Now, I'm not asking you right now, folks. Can you tell me the day? That's not what I'm asking. But can you tell me the day when you walked in like Clark Kent, you walked into a phone booth and you came out a brand new man? That happened to me. And up until that point, I had a form of godliness. Uh, I was moral. Somewhat. I didn't have true morality. I had I had standards. Oh, I'll do that and I'll do that, but I, I won't do that. Right? And when Christ came into my life, I had a I had a Clark Clint, Clark Kent moment. Superman. I went from an old dead man into Superman when I walked out of that phone booth. I didn't even know what it was. I just knew it was different. And I found out later that I was born again. So I'm going to put it up on the screen right here because I'm going to tell you something. If you were raised Catholic or Methodist, you raised a lot of mainstream denominational denominationalism and you've been in church your whole life, which was me. And I heard them talk about being born again. I didn't even want to take it. What? There was a man of the Pharisees, that, but that's not King James, is it? No, that's that's not King James. <clears throat> there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews. Please give me five minutes. This is going to change your life. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Jesus, Rabbi, teacher, we know that you are come from God because we see all these miracles that you do, and nobody could do that except God be with him. That's still not King James. It doesn't flow like King James. What is that? It is. Wow. And Jesus came right straight at old Nicodemus. And he said, hey, dude, let me tell you something. Are you born again, Nicodemus? Because if you're not born again, dude, you can't even see the kingdom of God. You can't even understand what I'm talking about here, Nicodemus. And old Nick said unto him, what? How do you be born again? How you, how, how you get back inside your mom? Jesus said, dude, I'm telling you, you don't get it. Except you be born of water and of the spirit. You ain't, you ain't in the kingdom of God. By the way, the kingdom of God's here on earth. It's here. The kingdom of God's within us. 
That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit, spirit. Don't be shocked. I say to you, you got to be born again. Because Nicodemus is saying, Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, dude, you're just a, you're just a religious guy. You're just walking around in, in grave clothes. And you're just teaching everybody else the doctrines of men, command, teaching his commandments the doctrines of men. He said, you are so lost, Nicodemus. You are so lost. You say that you're serving my dad and you don't even, you don't even, you don't even recognize who I am. And he said, don't be surprised. I tell you, you got to be born again. Because the wind blows wherever it will. And you hear the sound of the wind, which I heard, boy, I heard that last night. But you, you don't see it. You don't see it. So that's the way it is when anybody's born again. You feel the effects of it. You don't see it. Nicodemus, how, how can this be? I've been in a seminary. I've been in, I, mean, I, I never heard nothing like this. How can this be, Jesus? And Jesus said unto him, you mean to tell me? You're in the pulpit? You mean to tell me that you're telling people about me and you don't know this? Pretty profound, isn't it, folks? Nicodemus, hey, this wasn't just some slug walking down the street, right? This is Jesus telling the man of God, you are so lost, dude. Verily, we are saying to you, we speak that we know, we testify what we've seen. That you don't get it. You you don't get our witness. And if I told you earthly things and you don't believe me, how are you going to believe heavenly things? No man sent it up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is heaven. And he, Jesus proclaims, foretells his own death as Moses was lifted up in the serpent in the wilderness. I'm going, that's going to happen to me. I'm going to be lifted up. And so whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he said, gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in his only begotten son should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent out his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And he that believes on the son of God is not condemned, but he that unbelieves is condemned already. See, you're already, you and I are born into sin. We're already lost. I don't care how many, how much catechism you went to. I don't care how many Bible studies you went to. I don't care how many Methodist men's retreats you went to. I don't care. If you have not been born again, you are not in the kingdom of God. You cannot Amen. get in the kingdom of God. Amen. And he that believes on me is not condemned, but he that believes not that, dude, you're already in trouble because he's not believing in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. The light's coming to the world. Men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. So everyone that does evil hates the light. Then come to light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he does, but does truth comes to the light, that his deeds might be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. He says, listen, dude, you've got to be born again. Nicodemus says, I don't even know what the heck that means. Jesus says, I know, listen, I'm going to go hang on that cross and I'm going to die. And I'm going to, every one of you watching me right now, every person in the world, they teach us the doctrine of what they call original sin. And we could, we could, we could, we could, uh, we could argue that all we want to. But we know this, that, the, that the, bat, the battles between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman, right? That's what they told us. And that... We are all born into sin. Everyone, you don't have to do anything to go to hell. You don't have to do anything. But you got to do something to not go to hell. So Jesus looked down on the creation, born in original sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have. You all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And what is that that we did? The soul that sins, it shall die. So we've all sinned. And the wages of sin is what? Why, it's death. 
meaning wages mean penalty. Wages meaning fine, the fine of sin. When you sin, you got a fine you got to pay. And the fine that you have to pay if you have sinned is death. Boom. All of us are under the curse of sin. The spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What's the law of sin and death? The soul that sins, it shall die. That's the law of sin and death. So God saw that nobody could, nobody's going to be able to be saved. So he said, well, nobody can be saved. Why? Because there has to be a propitiation. Someone has to pay that price. You have, on, you if right now, God has a computer. And if, if the Holy Spirit pulls you over and they say, Chad, you know what I'm talking about here. And the cop pulls you over and he runs your record. You know, they do that, right? The cop runs your record. And I clocked you at 70, pal. I clocked you at 70, pal. And he runs your record and he sees that you this have, he's got a record. And if you have an outstanding warrant, Mel, if you committed a, a speeding violation or a traffic violation and you didn't pay it, Mel, they're going to arrest you because somebody's got to pay that. So you're going to stand before the Lord and they're going to, they're going to run your record. Huh, whoa. Whoa. Dude, <laughs> you owe me some money and you owe me some time in jail here for a long time. And Jesus saw that. God said, hey, this ain't going to work. So Jesus said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to live a life as a man. I'm going to live a sinful, sinless life. I'm going Because listen, Jesus had no earthly father. He had no earthly father. He was immaculately conceived. We don't really, we can't even, you have to believe that to believe Christianity. Because there's no sinful bloodline running through Jesus on his daddy's side. So he goes down, lives a sinless life, and he dies on the cross. And why does he die on the cross? Because he took all that stuff on my record and said, listen, wages of sin is death. Hey, I'll pay his bill. I'm going to pay Coach's bill. Hey, he said to his dad, hey, dad, Put my fine on, put Coach's fine on my tab. In fact, if you would, put Joe Carrico's fine on my tab. I'll, 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 pay, I'll pay it. I'm going to go die, and I'm going to square up the books. And anybody who comes and asks me if I will cover their costs, I'll do it. Anybody who comes. Anybody who wants to. And when you do that, and you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's what it means to be a Savior. He saved you from your sins. He saved you from your debt. Look, look, folks. He didn't go to his dad and say, cancel the debt. He went to his dad and said, listen, I'm going to die on the cross. I'm going to pay his debt. There's a difference. I'm going to pay it for him. I'm going to reach in my pocket and I'm going to pull out my blood and I'm going to cover that. Because why? Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Am I doing okay out there? Stay with me. I was in church 38 years and never knew any of this. Never knew any of this. Amen, coach. Churched up and down, preached that up and down, and nobody nobody ever sat me down and says, coach, you got to be born again. What? I was like Nicodemus, born again? 
I did my first communion. I did my catechism. I did my confirmation. What do you mean? You got to be born. I got married in the church. What do you mean? Well, that's all well and good. If the cop calls you, pulls you over, dude, <laughs> you're in some serious trouble because your sin hasn't been paid for. So you know what I did? I got down on my knees. And I said, Lord, I don't even understand all this. But I'm a mess. I'm a mess. The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. And I don't even get it, and I don't even understand it. But if you're real, and if what I just heard, there's a truth, you forgive me. Will you wash me in your blood? Will you pay my debt? Amen. And in that instant, I was born from above. The spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of Christ, entered into me at that point. And I knew that I knew that I knew that something had happened inside of me. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain it. But I knew that no longer was I a dead man walking. I couldn't explain it. Thirty-eight years in church, and nobody ever explained it to me. And then, after that, about six months later, they asked me if I wanted to be filled with the Spirit. I said, "What?" I just got born again. What do you mean? So, oh yeah, you got dipped. I'd like to be filled with that. I said, well, I thought I got. I said, I thought I got that when I got born again. So, oh yeah, you got it. You got the Holy Spirit. You want the power to tread over scorpions, devil? You want that power? You're going to need the Holy Spirit to do that, buddy. And what I'm going to send you, Coach, if you ain't got the Holy Spirit, <laughs> you're going to get your butt kicked. And on that, that moment, I fell on my knees again, and I received the Holy Spirit. Amen. And what you And what you see here every day, is the results of those two things. Now, hang on. Let me back up. Because I also took the plunge. I'd been sprinkled when I was a little kid, I think. They tell me I was. But I read in this Bible that we have to be baptized. To be baptized. That in the act of baptism, 
is a is a, they call it being born again. Because when you look, you came into life and you were born out of your mother's womb, you were encased in water. The amniotic sac. You were encased in it. And you were born the first time when that water sack broke. And you came out of your mom. And you came out into this world with a sin nature. And if you don't know or don't understand, you're going to die in that sin nature. In fact, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse your whole life. So when I got born again, they said, listen, you need to go get baptized. I said, why do I have to get baptized? Because you got to go back through that water. It's a, it's a rebirth. It's a rebirth. You're going to go back into that water, and you're going to get born again out of the water into a, oh, my God, into a, into an invisible, everlasting kingdom. I'm there now. I'm not going there. I'm there now. I'm in that kingdom now. Praise the Lord. And you can be too. Nothing special about me. Bible says that's what's supposed to happen to us. That's what we're supposed to happen. We're supposed to be translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It's open to anybody who wants to do it. Anybody who can. But go down to the last verse of John 3, very last verse. Hang on, I'm about done. Quit slobbering all over here. Verse 36. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And he that doesn't believe on the Son of God shall not see life. But the wrath of God is all over him. A lot of dead men sitting in church. Back to the wrath of God abiding on them. Because nobody ever told them that they must be born again. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody did say that. Go back up the top here. Didn't somebody say that? Go clear it up very, very top. And he said, Jesus, Jesus answered and he said, very, very saved to you, except a man be born again. You got to be born again. Hey, that doesn't mean just reciting a prayer. It means a total understanding and commitment and understanding of the depth of how wicked you are apart from Christ and how wicked I am apart from Christ and that I deserve death if the wages of sin is death. The soul that sins, it's died. My soul, I've sinned. <laughs> I'm going to die then. So Jesus Christ stepped in and became a propitiation. He became a payment. He died in my place. My debt was settled, not canceled, settled. He balanced the books. He paid my credit card. See, if God just forgave you without a payment, it wouldn't be just. Wages of sin's death. You sin, you gotta die. Sorry, dude. That's the deal. That's the deal here. Jesus said, hey, don't worry about that. I'll die for you. But you have to accept me. And you have to believe me and you have to follow me. People say, well, God, once saved, always saved. My question is, if you're saved, why wouldn't you want to stay saved? (laughs) 
I want to, I need, I need a month to do this. Sorry. But uh, with this born again experience comes spiritual authority. You, friends, listen, you have no authority. You have no authority over the devil if you're not born again. Amen. You're not born. I'm just telling you. Now, I want to show you, I want to show you something here, <clears throat> if I could, real quick. <clears throat> I want to show you what is spiritual authority. Pull up for me uh, number three. This is secular. This is a sec- Joe, I haven't forgotten you. I promise you. You guys know what your spiritual authority is? You know what your spiritual authority is? Well, maybe that's not was was the one I wanted. Is that secular? Is that number three? Number three. This is secular. What's the difference between power and authority? See, look, folks. You can have power without authority. That's what's going on in Washington D.C. They have power. They don't have the authority to do what they're doing, but they have the power to do it. Right. They're going, to take, they're going to take Bill Dunphy, drag him into court, and get on him for uh, preaching against the government. Now, they have the power to do that, but they don't have the authority to do that. Because Bill Dunphy, Dunphy's under the authority of God to do what God called him to do. Okay, some power and authority are not the same thing. This is secular. Okay, this is what I'm reading to you right now is secular. Authority refers to the duties and responsibilities that are assigned to a person in position of control. While power is the actual physical and direct control of someone over another person or group. So when a policeman pulls up into your driveway, we know he has the power to arrest you. Does he have the authority? Does he have the authority to do it? Usually people who are in position of power have some degree of authority. Example of a person in a position of authority is the head or director of a company. The individual in charge of the company can make changes with the or, within the organization without getting consent from others. Why? Because he's the he's the guy in charge. Another example of authority is one that applies broadly to a greater society is the influence that police officers have over others. Authority then, while authority gives an individual legal capacity to regulate behavior, power is a bit more arbitrary. Power can be the result of someone gaining influence or control over others by reasons that are stem beyond the law. They're not allowed to do it, but they get power over you because why? Uh, They're going to put you in jail. They're going to take your house. That's how they exert power without authority. People in positions of power are more capable of influencing the behaviors of others. People in positions of power are more capable of influencing others rather than authority. Power is dangerous. Authority properly used is power. Do you see the difference? I'm going to show you right here the difference. Uh, pull up, uh, which one is it? The centurion number six. It's about three minutes long. Um, this is a centurion. Uh, and he's going to show you the difference between power and authority. Go ahead and pull that back a little bit. Start that at about 30 seconds. <clears throat> there you go. Start there. Fresh today, I picked them myself. You The servants went out and invited everybody they met. Is he a centurion? So the wedding hall was full of people. 
The cop shows up. I'm sorry if I disturbed you, Rabbi. But I would like to ask you a great favor. I have a servant in my house. I've had him a long while. And he's good, loving, more like a son than a servant. He's very sick. Dying, I fear. Rabbi, in all humility... You would like me to come to your house? Very well. I will come with you. No. I am unworthy that you should enter under my roof. I know that if... If you say the word, my servant will be healed. I am a man under authority. But I myself have authority over a hundred soldiers. And if I say to one of them, do this, I know that he will do it. And if I say to another, go there, I know that he will go. I need not see. I know. So it is enough that you give the word and it will be done. Do you hear this man? I have seldom found such faith among the people of Israel. Go home. Your faith has cured your servant. Wow. Okay, you stop. You're, you're witnessing there. Delegated authority. Delegated authority. The centurion says, I understand. I understand the chain of command. You don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. Christ delegated authority to us. Amen. See, the problem isn't in the power or authority of Christ. It's in our understanding of being born again, being commissioned into this army, and the power and authority we walk in. The Bible says that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. At the name of Jesus, demons flee. Why? Because they understand both power and authority. The problem is us. We don't understand power and authority. We don't get it. God's system is set up structurally. We don't understand it. But here's what the Lord asked me to do today. There's some of you out there right now. <clears throat> Who've never received Christ. Not really. Not really. I'm going to help you do that right now. Uh, you can take yourself off camera if you want to, because I don't want this to be a spectacle. You can step away. I want, you, I want you to be able to hear. The Bible says this. If you confess with your lips and believe in your heart, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, You'll be saved. But I want to ask you this. Has there ever been a time ever in your life where you simply said, Jesus, I've never, I never got any of this stuff that coach is talking about. I never got any of it. But I want 
to receive you as my Savior. And I want you to come into my heart right now. Lord, I want you to change me. And in the process of that, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and take the wheel. And give me a tag team handoff of authority. Now I'm going to pause right now for about uh, one minute. And I want you, in your own heart, to speak those words out loud to the Lord and ask him to forgive you of your sins and tell him you want to be born from above. Just go ahead and do that right now. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. Bless you, Amen. Father. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank let's you, just Jesus. Be let's just be quiet. Let's just, let's just be quiet and let the Lord move individually on the hearts. Look, look, folks, look. If I, if I were to line up all the things that I've done, I would be the chief of all sinners. I would be the chief of all sinners. So don't sit there with your Catholic training or Baptist, whatever, and think that you're not worthy. Of course you're not worthy. Of course you're not. That's why they called grace and mercy. Lord, I'm not worthy, Lord. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. Why you would pay my bill, I don't know. I never heard anything like what I'm hearing right here, right Amen. now. And Lord, if you're real, would you, would you, please? I want to be born Amen. again right now. I want to be born again right now. Just do that. Just do that. It's quiet. Everybody, quiet. And you just do that right where you are. Amen. And the Bible says that as far as the east is from the west, he remembers your sins no more. He has right now applied the blood of Jesus Christ. He has paid the price. The wages of sin is death. He died. He didn't cancel your debt. He paid it. He walked in the courtroom of heaven and he took his blood and he dropped it down on your account. And your account says, wow, reconcile. The difference is, coach, the difference is he doesn't hold the debt over you. It's canceled. It's canceled. Never again. Boom. Never again to be brought back up. And not only that, he's so good that when you screw up again, if you come back and say, dang, I screwed up. Forgive me. He drips a little bit more blood on it. But you better realize what it cost him. You better realize it. Hey, it's grace, but it ain't cheap. And how dare we treat it like it is? The Bible says this, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit. That you got to tell somebody. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. 
So right now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to say, I did. Right, go, I want you to turn on your micro and say, I did. I did. I prayed that prayer. I did. 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 What did everybody do? I did. I missed it. Call upon the name of the Lord to forgive you of your sins. I did. Amen. I did. Every day, coach. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. I did. Amen. Amen. I did. Every day. It's power. Power. Yes, Lord. Now, now know who you are in Christ. Understand the authority that he's given you. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into his uh, kingdom of his dear son. All power, all authority has been given unto us. Go now. Go, therefore. Teach everybody else. And, Joe, that's what communion is about. It's a reminder. Despite what the Catholics teach you, that it's the actual transubstantiation, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I don't. Maybe it is. I don't. I don't. I don't. Doesn't matter to me. He did tell us this. That as often as we do it, we do it in remembrance of Him. In remembrance, what do you mean? In remembrance of Him. Those lashes that He took. As often as we do this, don't ever forget. He paid your debt, man. He got you. <laughs> he got you out of hell. He paid a price you couldn't pay for a debt he didn't know. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. And now you now walk in heavenly authority. Also, listen to me. Maybe some of you haven't been baptized. You got to get baptized. It's a commandment. Be baptized. Joe, go ahead and lead us in communion here real quickly. Um, yes, sir, Coach. And and uh, uh, you started this teaching with how many of us have the word, uh, know the word of God. And you remember that night that I shared, the night I took the decision to accept this job and move 6,000 miles, 10,000 kilometers and leave everything and come here for this job that the Lord called me to. And that I was the enemy that night. I tried to, made that decision to try to take me out in the woods, as you know. And uh, I was being hunted, and and the I realized I didn't have enough of the word in me, but I did have the twenty third psalm, and I lived it that night. And it, and it came out of it saying, "I'm going to have more of the word in me after that, because it's so important." That is the sword of the spirit, and the full armor of God is the word. The words that I say to you, they are spirit, and they are life. It is this word. This word is the power. This word is what will trample on scorpions and serpents, and all the power of the enemy. This word from a spirit-filled, born-again, Christ-centered Christian man. We ought to be taking authority everywhere we go. Why? Because the centurion understood his authority, that it didn't come from him. He understood that Jesus commissioned him to go heal his servant, and Jesus said, it's already done. Just follow through and do it. And that's Christianity. Yeah. And we're being taught just the opposite in our churches. Sorry. They teach you to get born again. 
but then they don't tell you what to do. They hook you, drag you on the beach, and let you die. They want to go, they want to go catch another fish. Want to put another notch on their belt? Got another one. Hey, we had 10 saved today. Oh, yeah? Are they disciples? Have you trained them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord? Hmm? Well, no, I ain't got time to do that. I gotta, I'm, I'm a fisherman. I just got to go fishing. I'll fish them and I'll put them in the fish keep and I'll let somebody else, I'll let somebody else clean them. I'm just telling you the truth. We have, we, we have no belief in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of God to tread on scorpions and all the power of the end. We don't even believe it. We believe Fauci. Finish up, Joe. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm, no, I'm no. Sorry. Excellent, Coach. Can we please turn to John 6, 44 to 58? This ought to be new to some of you. You're a new creation in Christ right now. Some of you are. 44, please, to 58, John 6. Oh, yeah, 44. I think this fits like a glove, Coach. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent him, uh, sent me, draw him, and Mm -hmm. I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Thank you, Lord. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. They just ate bread, dude. They just ate bread, fed fed their own bodies. That's all they did. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. Hallelujah. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Amen. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me shall even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, that he eateth of this bread shall live forever. Amen, amen. So if we could go to Matthew 26, 26 to 29. And let's say a short prayer. 
Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you have given us. Thank you that we were allowed to have beating hearts and breathing lungs and eyes and they can see and tongues that can speak and ears that can hear this day and, and listen to this teaching and join from around this country and some from around the world in uh, in this marvelous technology you've given us that allows us to meet even though we're so far apart and spread out on this earth. And thank you so much for the gift of salvation and for what you've done for us that we may be born again and that we may eat of this bread and drink of this blood and have that which you have promised us. Thank you so much that you had a father that gave his only begotten son for us, Lord. We just can't even fathom what that means. And so we ask you to bring us cleansing to your sight, to forgive us of our transgressions. And as we examine ourselves and we ask that you teach us in our hearts with the Holy Spirit what authority is and how to use it in these times we find ourselves in now when it's so desperately needed that people use this authority that you pay the ultimate price when you said it is finished when you did that you you paid the price for this authority Lord and let us use this authority and be always grateful and aware of what you what you purchased for us our salvation and so we ask you to bless this bread and this and this wine representing your body and your blood as we take partake of it now amen. amen and as they were eating jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. Amen. Let me put it, let me put a wrap on this, okay? Thank by the way, thanks for, for bearing with me here this morning. <clears throat> um, you gotta tell somebody. Look, look, maybe you don't feel like you just walked out of a phone booth. That doesn't mean you're not born again. Bible says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Confession unto salvation. You gotta tell people today that you've been born again. You can't hide it. You don't have to go blabbing it to everybody. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And some of you were born again by the Spirit of God today. Now, I want to transition into something that really kind of spurred me on this morning. Pull up Reggie's prayer. Because I wanted to teach even more on authority. Reggie sent this this morning as I was preparing this. This has to do with authority. I, this, this, I want all of you. I don't know how I get this to everybody. How many of you are burdened by your children, by your family? We don't understand authority. 
And Reggie sent this prayer to me today. And I'm going to pray it out to all of you. And I don't know how we copy this. I don't know how we get it in the chat. But you, all of you ought to be praying this every day. Because I don't care how old your children are. They are still under your spiritual covering. They are under your spiritual authority. Can they walk out from under it? Oh, yes, they can. But you are still the authority over your children. That's God-ordained authority. And I believe that our authority and our connection with the Holy Spirit, with God, supersedes their rebellious nature. I believe that. Lord, I'm crying out and I'm lifting up my adult children and their children. I would ask you guys to pray this along right now. Just You don't have to do it out loud. I'm going to pray it. I ask you to do this too. Lord, I'm crying out and lifting up my adult children and their children. God, you loan them to me. And I declare and decree that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I'm exerting spiritual authority. Do you understand this? Do you understand this? I'm exerting spiritual authority. The Lord is their shepherd. Lord, they belong to you. And as your word says, as your word says, for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I cancel every assignment of the enemy that seeks to destroy them or their children. I plead the blood of Jesus over them and over their children. They shall live and not die. Sickness is not their portion. Poverty is not their portion. Healing is their portion. Restoration is their portion. I declare they shall see the goodness of God in the land of the living. They shall be successful. They shall prosper. They will, shall receive favor and abundance. They will fulfill the calling that you have for their lives. I boldly anticipate and declare it done in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That is exercising spiritual authority. Believe it and exert it and stand on it. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Born again in the Spirit of God, huh? You're Amen. a brand new creature in Christ. Amen. You, Amen. Some of you may have basically backslidden. Well, forward slide, will you? From day on, from now on, from now on, you're a new creation in Christ. You have been translated by the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, and he commissioned you. Proud of you. Now go. Your slate's clean. Let's go conquer sin. Let's expand the kingdom of God. Mighty army are we. Bless you. See you on Monday.